Listening to Philly Who, the podcast that tells the stories of the doers, thinkers, and performers of Philadelphia. I'm your host, Kevin Schmidlin, and today I'm talking with Becca Craig. Becca is the executive pastry chef of Cake Life Bake Shop in Fishtown, and before that, she was the executive chef at Le Cherie in Rittenhouse. This spring, she starred as a contestant on Best Baker in America on the Food Network. But her biggest claim to fame so far is that in 2017, she made Beyonce's birthday cake. We're driving to Aiken's Oval and I'm still like, it might be, or maybe just a good friend of hers. Like, who knows? (laughs) And we get the email with the contact information and they're like, hey, when you get here, call this number. This is Jay-Z's stage manager. And then I was like, okay. You'll hear how Becca got her start pretty much on a whim while watching the Food Network in South Philly with her roommate. We were watching um, Duff's show, like Charm City Cakes on TV, and she's a graphic designer. So we both have an art background. And I I think she said first, you know, I, I always thought I could do that stuff, like these cake things. And I was like, I thought the same thing. You know, like I just, it would be fun, you know, to make the art that we make, but make it edible. Like, how cool is that? And you'll hear what it's like firsthand to be on the Food Network competition shows and how once the clock starts, the pressure's on. Everybody has a dedicated camera guy. You know, you've got somebody with a camera in your face at all times, just in case something crazy happens, like, ooh, hopefully you burn something. All this and more about Becca Craig, baking for Beyonce, and the Philly pastry scene right now on Philly Who. I'm your host, Kevin Schmidlin. Stay tuned. Just a heads up, there is a little bit of cursing in this episode, in case that's not your thing. So Becca Craig got her start as an artist by attending the Tyler School of Art at Temple University. She would go on to graduate school and get a job on Jewelers Row, taking jewelry ideas, putting them into 3D design programs, and then 3D printing them. And while she enjoyed this because it was both scientific and creative, there was another pull that she would soon discover when moving in with a new Craigslist roommate in South Philly. So I kept doing my own art. So that was like my art side was still like stimulated at home because I would be painting and I was showing in like Old City and I had a show in New York and like little things, but you know, still cool. Um, And... I moved, okay, so I left my apartment. I was still working for Pomerley, and I moved in with what became a new friend. I found her and her fiance on Craigslist. They were oh, renting out their Craigslist room. Craigslist roommates. <laughs> yeah. I'm just getting one, too. <laughs> oh, my God, they're great. They're yeah. great. I'm always looking at So, yeah, I, like, I met them. So it's a really funny timeline. I, I went down to see the house, and we looked around the house. It was a tiny, tiny little room, you know. I was like, that's all I need. And basically, we decided that day, like, I like you guys. And they were like, well, we like you. Here's the key. Let's okay. do this. Wow. <laughs> you know? And then a week later, I moved in. And then literally a week after that, we were watching um, Duff's show, like Charm City Cakes on TV. And she's a graphic designer. So we both have an art background. And I, I think she said first, you know, I, I always thought I could do that stuff, like these cake things. And I was like, I thought the same thing. You know, like I just, it would be fun, you know, to make the art that we make, but make it edible. Like, how cool is that? And we basically decided, okay, let's 
like let's try it it'll be fun yeah like why not so you just we just started <laughs> went to the store and started yeah. buying some baking stuff literally that's what we did yeah no way and then <laughs> did you just start making treats for yourself or other people yeah so we bought we bought some fondant we bought like food coloring all this stuff and we we made a couple cakes just to make them and then not too long after we had like you know friends and coworkers and family that were like oh can you make this thing and um you know, we priced them very low because it's like, just pay us for the ingredients. Right, yeah, exactly. We're just practicing at this point. Um, yeah, and it's sort of like, it picked up a little bit and then it'd be like friends of friends and then like friends of cousins and sort of started branching out a little bit. Right, so it spread through word of mouth. Yeah. Wow. Mm -hmm. And then at what moment did you start to think that this could be something that you, like, this is your thing? Oh man, it was a while. I feel like... Yeah? <laughs> I mean, I loved the craft of it and I loved that I had so much to learn because um, I could look forward to something and I knew it was tangible for me but I knew I wasn't there yet <laughs> looking back it's pretty funny to think of some of the stuff I made but um it took a while because you know what there there's definitely there's stressors to it like delivering a cake might sound pretty simple but when it's the middle of summer and you and your roommate only have she has the car and you don't have and there's no shocks and it's there's no air conditioning and everything's melting it's like it brings on a stress that you start to go is this really what i want to do like, <laughs> yeah the fun is not really here right now um but honestly it i just kept i kept doing it and um I knew that the drive to want to learn more about the science behind the baking, as well as like just learning the materials more would keep me, would keep me in there. Yeah. What would you say is the funniest thing that you made in this period of time? Oh my God. Okay. This is a great case. So, um, what was the high school musical, right? Was the movie. Okay. So this, <laughs> this, I think it was, um, my roommate's friend or someone that had asked us to make a high school musical cake. So we made the cake and to start, we didn't have regular flour. We had whole wheat flour. I didn't know any of the science yet. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, so I don't know any of the science now, okay. so you can't use whole wheat to, flour. No. <laughs> okay. I found out you can't. This is like, it's so funny to me that, it, that I even went through this stage, but, um, yeah. So we were like, we'll just use the whole wheat. It's flour, yeah. you know, like we bread with Same whole thing, wheat. Right? Like, yeah. What, yeah like it'll be healthy. It'll it'll be, wheat. Exactly. It'll be healthy. They'll love it. So we make the cake and it bakes up super dry like crazy dry crazy dry because it's whole wheat and and also like a little denser so what happens is the wheat bran that's in there actually like cuts your gluten strands so all the gluten makes it nice and fluffy and the wheat does the opposite um of that and it's just a very dry texture so we have this whole wheat cake now and we have the sheet cake and then i i was like we should have the figures jumping off the cake like that would be great i never worked with gum paste before to do this, right? So I'm sculpting these figures and what happens is it dries out really fast. And so some of the figures just looked a little, little jacked up. Their yeah. faces looked a little, <laughs> a little crazy, a little wonk. Cause you know, it just like dries and I would make another one, but it would still not be really that great. And, and I also didn't have, um, I feel like we didn't have the right food coloring or something. Cause I ended up painting their outfits on. So those weird, like shiny outfits that were painted on them. And they were sort of not the best figures and the faces were a little yeah. scary and like they Please were Please tell me you have a picture of this cake. <laughs> it, I do. It's somewhere. Actually, we had a website and it was even on the website. Because <laughs> wow. like we started the website pretty early and we <laughs> added all those and looking back I'm like, no. You have to add all of everything you, you got to, at that right. point. You're not picking and choosing. <laughs> no editing, just all the stuff. Just put it on there. Um yeah, so the, we didn't charge the woman um, or anything like that. 
but we did ask for her feedback. She was like, yeah, the cake was a little dry. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, oh we're like, gosh. okay. So, yeah, that was a rough one. That was definitely a little rough. <laughs> little, you, you've come pretty far since then, <laughs> I'd say. Pretty far. <laughs> yeah. like, I feel like I've gotten a little better. Yeah, so. a little bit. So, so let's talk about that. At, at, you know, uh, at what point did this go from being a side hustle to your full-time gig? Yeah. So when I left the jewelry studio, I made a decision to, um, I knew I wanted to go back to school and it was really a matter of what two things could I do at once. So I went for it all and I left the jewelry gig and I kept doing my business, which my roommate at that point had, wasn't really interested in moving farther. So I just kept doing it. Um, so it was kind of solo at that point. So I basically chose to do school and this company. And, um, at that point I got a really good setup. I worked with the black sheep, which is a bar downtown. And I basically bartered with them. So I worked in their kitchen on their off hours. So from like midnight to 9am, I had free reign of the kitchen <laughs> while you're going to school while I was going to school. And I made their desserts and I made a couple desserts for um, restaurants around the city and then did my whatever I could push for the company. Then how did you get involved in Bakery Boss? Oh, that's great. So I, I graduated from the Art Institute. I was still doing my company. I was still working out of the Black Sheep. And I had a friend from school who was working at Kermit's, which used to be a bakery downtown. And one of, so the pastry chef that was there at the time, he had connections that were similar to my connections. So he knew of me. I knew of him. And the girl that went to school with me was like, hey, we have people quitting. Like, do you want like a steady paycheck? I was like, yes. Yes, I do. <laughs> that sounds wonderful. <laughs> Let's do that. So, yeah, I talked to um, Chad, um, who was the pastry chef. And he was like, yeah, like, come on board. Like, we'd love to have you. Let's do this. So I was there from, I think, mid-August. I was there. I was not there long. I, I worked there for like a month or two, basically. And what happened was um, Chad had been on this show called Next Great Baker. And he that's a, a Buddy Velastro show, the Cake Boss guy. So he was connected with him. And Buddy had a new show called Bakery Boss, which he travels around the country fixing up bakeries that are failing. Um, and they were on their, they were about to do their second episode <clears throat> and their culinary producer called Chad and said, hey, I need an assistant. Like, do you know anybody? Because I can't, this is not working out as I need somebody who knows what they're doing. And he was like, I have somebody. Um, let me talk to them. And so he, he talked to me and he was like, this is a thing. I'm not like offering it to everybody or whatever. He's like, I think you would fit if you want to do it. And he's like, if, and I'm like, I would leave, I would leave you guys. Yeah. Like, you know that I would have to like, <laughs> I just got here. Yeah. I just got here. And he was like, if I was you, if I were you, I would do, I would just do it. Like you get to travel around the country. You get, you know, your meals paid for, you get all this, like you get paid. Like if I was you, I would do it. So, so how did you feel about that opportunity when it came to you? Oh, super excited. Like I get to travel and they pay for me to do it. And I get to like learn about the TV food. You know, like, what is that? Like, what is TV food? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if I trust it. I don't know what's going yeah. into it. I see on the other side <laughs> of the exciting? screen. exciting. Yeah. Like I was just very curious about that because it's such a big deal in the industry now. Like everything is related to TV food. You know, like all the shows that are on, like everybody relates to food through their favorite food show, you know? So... I was stoked. I was so happy. And I was so happy that Chad was like, do it, you know, don't hold back. Um, cause then I didn't have to feel guilty about like leaving them randomly, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. So anyway, so I, um, that's what I did. I literally, like, I think it was maybe a week later, if that I was on the road, I was on the road with them. It was like 
said and done. Um, yeah. And I got to do that from, it was the beginning of September till the beginning of December. So the whole fall, um, I was just traveling and going to bakeries and it was a blast. It was crazy and it was super long days and stressful and fun and it was nuts. <laughs> yeah. So what's next after that? I mean, yeah. So what was really cool was the last week of filming, um, buddy approached me and he said, Hey, I'm opening a Carlos bakery in Philadelphia. Do you want to run it? And I was like, that's very tempting. You know, um, it's very much a setup where he was trying to make an efficient way of opening Carlos bakeries across the country. So it was like, here's the plan executed in the Philadelphia location. And I was like, that could be cool. You know, he was offering the very generous, you know, options and things. And like, um, it was definitely on my mind. It was definitely an option. And that same night I got an email from one of my chef mentors at school. He said, Hey, a friend of mine, um, chef Pierre needs a pastry chef. He just opened Le Cherie and it's like, Hey, I have this opportunity literally the same day. Wow. I got these two major opportunities and, and I thought about it, you know, I went back and forth for sure. And for me at the time, Le Cherie was a place where I could learn and grow and push myself. Um, and the Carlos bakery was a good financial option. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was more formulaic. <laughs> exactly. It was more like this would be a managing position and this would be learning to manage people and manage a bakery. And for me personally at the time, that was not what I was looking for as much as the other. I was super happy. You know, <laughs> it was like, um, long days and long hours and lots, lots of work, lots of work. But at the same time, I got to be like, oh, I want to make this pastry next week. Okay, let's make it, you know? Yeah. It's like, yeah, let's do this. So from <clears throat> from the High School Musical Cake to this, <laughs> was there a moment where you kind of took a look back and said, holy crap, this, you know, sort of thing that I started on a whim watching the Food Network with my roommate has turned into, you know, this already impressive career. Yeah. It's, I mean, I think I do that on the regular. <laughs> it wasn't, there wasn't necessarily one moment. I feel like I'm consistently like, you know, every once in a while I'm like, Oh damn, like what, <laughs> like, what happened? Yeah. Just like a, yeah, let's, let's do this thing. And I just, yeah, it just worked. It was like, it was meant to be. And I didn't, I didn't know, you know, you make all these choices in your life to, to have a future that you see. And you're like, I want that future. And it's just so funny to me. And it's so satisfying to me when it's, it, it shows you, you know, it kind of blindsides you like, this is it. Life's just like, yeah. what do you see? <laughs> like, no, no, no. I got this. Don't <laughs> make great. any choices. Thanks. So it wasn't too long until you found yourself making a cake for a pretty big celebrity's birthday, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. So I, I was, I was just getting back from um, a couple of days away out of the shop and I get a text from our salesperson and she said, you have to come in like, cause it was my day off. And she's like, you should come in. I have this thing that's going to happen. Like it's happening this weekend. And I was like, I, I'm not coming in. That's yeah. fine. It's my day off. Come on. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, I think we're making Beyonce's cake. And I was like, Oh, okay. Sure. Like, sure. sure, <laughs> yeah, sure. Right. Okay. Right. Right. And, um, Lily is like, obsessed with Beyonce. I mean, we're all obsessed, but she's like, everybody's obsessed. Yeah, you know, everybody's, everybody who isn't obsessed with Beyonce. So they get a call from some mysterious man. And this is right before the Made in America concert, which happens with Jay-Z and, and well, he runs it. Beyonce's usually here um, in Philadelphia. So it's the week before. And we tell you, 
we had already planned to have a bay day here at the bakery. Uh, like we were gonna have Beyonce oh themed things. Yeah. yeah, like we were already on that board because yeah. it's her birthday and right. you know whatever. It's national holiday. That. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, so I get in and um, we get this call, and it's so we have a time limit too on like very custom cakes. We need at least a week. You know what I mean to have supplies, to have time, whatever. So this guy had called on Tuesday and they were like, I need this cake. I have friends of mine. They're in from New York. Like it's somebody's birthday. We just want something special. And okay, sure. Um, and they're like, we saw on the website, there was a croak and bush. Okay. Another one of those. And as well as the geode cake, can we have either of those for this weekend? And the salesperson doing how we do was like, listen, it's too short notice for custom cakes, but like, would love to give you something like we can offer you these these and these great and he's like okay that's fine like i love this flavor i love this flavor um can you put like gold and bees on it and <laughs> she was like sure yeah yeah we'll put some little cute things on it fine and so she she gets the payment information and there's a little clue in his like information she's like huh sparks a little you know a little like ding something in her head went hmm did a little Google research and found out that he's directly connected to them. And I still was in disbelief. So, yeah. <laughs> so you're like, no, come on. I'm like maybe it's somebody, maybe it's part of that, but oh, and also delivery to Aiken's Oval, which is where the Main America Fest is. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so you're just connecting the dots here. It's yeah. starting to add up, but you're it's not starting, convinced. I'm not convinced. I can't like get my hopes up like that. I have to be like a hundred percent. I guess stay grounded. Exactly. So what convinced you? So we, it was literally days later. So, so she called back. She was like, Hey, listen, we didn't know we can do this geode for you. That's fine. Do you want like a crown and gold and yellow and black? And like, and he was like, you got it. You got it. Exactly. Very okay, cool. great. So I'm still not convinced, but I'm like, sure, what? I'll make this. <laughs> I guess that's fair. If somebody, you know, if you're, if you get called and someone says, hey, uh, do you want us to make your cake like 5 million times cooler? You're just going to say yes. So. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I was, I was still like, probably, but probably not. Like it's, it's, it's 50, 50 for right. me at this point. But you start making the cake. But I make the cake. So we make these really cute little cakes with bees and gold on them. And then we make this, I make this geode. Um, it's gold and black and all this stuff and I make a crown so we're really like taking a risk here because now we're making this edible crown that's based on her um, the crown she wore for one of her performances so I'm really like okay this better be Beyonce this better be Beyonce this is going to be really embarrassing you know? <laughs> but I'm still doing it and then I made these little cookies that were like crowns and um, beehives and you know, the whole thing we're just going with that theme and just running with it <laughs> in hard so hopefully it's her so um literally the day of delivery i'm on the delivery with lily and the sales girl that used to be here and we're driving to aiken's oval and i'm still like it might be or maybe it's just a good friend of hers like who knows, <laughs> who knows? and we get the email with the contact information and they're like hey when you get here call this number this is jay-z's stage manager and then i was like Okay. <laughs> Still not convinced. <laughs> now right. it's for Beyonce. Wow. <laughs> and it was. And it totally, it was, it was for her. So we get there. We met, um, met up with our contact and her chef. And um, he showed us, you know, backstage and their, their little, like, the trailer where he works out of and their little lounge area. It was beautiful. We didn't get to meet her face to face. Of course, we were all ready to. Like, yeah, just, of course. Just in case, you know, like, get a little fancy. and Always, get... <laughs> Every day I'm ready to meet Beyonce because <laughs> yeah. you never know. 
it can happen. Yeah. It can happen. Um, yeah. So we, we hung out there and like, and met people there, but, um, yeah. And then we saw like, secretly we saw some pictures that like of them with the cake. And then, so the coolest part, honestly, like the coolest part about it was that one of her guys, whoever, you know, she probably has a bunch of people, a team, um, called and talked to Lily and said, Beyonce wanted us to thank you for the cakes. Wow. She loved them. Thank you so much. She wanted us to do that. I was like, that's so cool. The, the moment you found out that you were finally convinced, <laughs> you must have felt like, how did you feel? You must have been so It was so surreal. Yeah, yeah, it was surreal. It was like, it took me, I think it really took me, apparently my brain is a little slow. It took me a few days to like realize. <laughs> yeah, it takes time to process. <laughs> yeah, because, yeah, you know, it was, um, you think about, okay, I made this for this person. That's cool. I know that name. And then you think this person is actually going to eat the things that I made. Like, and then you're like, whoa, that's crazy. And then this person is going to talk about the things that I made. And like, you start to see all the levels of what kind of repercussions that entails, you know? So yeah, it took me a while to process and everybody else was like on a hundred percent stoked immediately. And I like, I think, Pro, like you said, I process things like differently in a way. So I was like, just like it absorbed so slowly in this like very like deep way. And I was like, holy, holy shit. Like that's, <laughs> that's some crazy shit. And everybody else like knew it. They were like, I got it. It's crazy. Yeah. It's huge. And I was like, it is huge. Isn't yeah. it? Like that's pretty nuts. That's you know? Yeah. So the shop, I mean, you guys already without this, we're planning on celebrating Beyonce. Yeah. <laughs> you guys must've been off the wall when you just wound up making your cake like <laughs> oh yeah it was crazy like we oh my god we plus like everybody in the world literally press around the world was calling because anything that bay touches is gold you know what i mean and i didn't realize the extent of that until i had experienced it like people everywhere wanted to know they just need to know you know they want to know about it i mean and like so articles went up online, articles went on TV and it just like went up everywhere. And it was crazy to see. I looked at the comments one day, which is not a great thing to do. You just avoid comments altogether. But yeah, <laughs> I was that's just dangerous. It's, it's very bad. It's a bad place to go. So um, but it was interesting to see how many com like how much people were invested in anything that had to do with her. You know, like just the thousands of comments because people wanted to have their work, whether it was like. I love her. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, it was just that, like, <laughs> I love her, you know? And like, that was a comment just because her name was mentioned in this thing. It's like, it's wild. And then people who would like, you know, rip apart the cake and then other people who would fight about the cake and other people would rip apart Beyonce and people would fight her and fight them. It was like wild just to get a glimpse into that world. And it kind of opened my eyes to just celebrities and like how they, how do you deal with that? You know what I mean? Just living yeah, so, in that. <laughs> I mean, yeah, to have to have your birthday cake be such a controversial, you know, it's news. Your birthday cake is news. Yeah, it's it's insane. And I don't know how I don't know how they do it. You know, like celebrity, especially something like Beyonce, who's worldwide loved, you know, more power to her because that alone takes so much strength. Just like every day, everything you do, everything you do is like people want to know. Microscope. Yeah, it's crazy. So now... You are more in the public eye. Oh, yes, on TV. Yes, yes, you're on TV. So how did you wind up 
starring on Best Baker in America. That's a cool story too. So I'm not a, like a in front of camera person. I'd, I'd rather like on Bakery Boss, I was perfectly happy being behind the cameras. You know, I like making the stuff. I like doing that. Um, and this opportunity arose um, through Lily. Actually, she had been on cupcake wars a while back and so they were looking for contestants for the show and they called her and it's very like overall pastry competition it's like best baker it's not just like cakes it's not yeah it's like all the stuff so lily was like listen that's not really my jam um for many reasons she was just like i don't really want to do that but i know somebody who should do that she was talking about me oh <laughs> <No>. <laughs> spoiler <laughs> spoiler she's talking about me um and yeah i'm I can definitely be shy in front of a camera. So I figured, you know what? I'm in my thirties. Like I need to face this stuff. Like why, why be nervous about it? You know, like if it makes me nervous, maybe I should do it. So I figured let's just, let's just go for it. I'll try it. Yeah. And it's, um, it's kind of an up and down story. So at the time I had planned a trip with my boyfriend to go to Panama and it was the dates that they were going to film. And that just happened to be some part of information that I knew going into the first phone call. So I spoke to this nice guy and about the show and he told me more about it. And I told him about the Panama thing. And he was like, eh, the dates are negotiable. This is like, this is early for, for dates. So don't, don't worry about it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Let's talk first and then we can worry about moving stuff. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's like, yeah, I got plenty more to go before anything happens. Okay. <laughs> So we got along great. And he was like, all right, I want to send you to the next level of interview, essentially. And he's like, Skype with this woman. So I Skyped with her and I didn't mention the Panama thing, but we talked about my background and like blah, blah, blah. And like, you know, Beyonce cake. And yeah, you know, well, of course. <laughs> everybody wants to know about Beyonce. Um, it's your ticket. <laughs> yeah, it is. Literally is my ticket because people for TV shows, people want you to have some kind of gold star on your record so that people want to watch you. Like they want to trust in something. They want to trust in Beyonce. They want to trust in another competition. They want to like trust in something um, in order to like get invested in you. So I was super lucky that I had that. Otherwise I probably wouldn't have made it on the show. So I interview with her. She likes me. Basically I like move up the ladder in interviews. And at some point <laughs> I'm about to interview with like a bunch of the producers on Skype and I'm supposed to like make a cake and time myself, you know, and make a plate of dessert and time myself and all this stuff and just have it for them. And I'm talking to this woman and she's like, um, okay. So just to confirm like blah, blah, blah. And these are the dates that they'll, they'll be filming. You need to have free. And I was like, oh my God, I'm going to be out of the country. Like, I can't believe I didn't mention to you. I, I mentioned to him and I forgot. And she's like, no, can you change it? And I was like, I don't buy insurance on my flights. Yeah, like, I'm nobody, not that person. Nobody, nobody does. does that. So, <laughs> like, Ten bucks? Are you kidding me? No. <laughs> like, hell no. no. <laughs> Wasting my money. So <laughs> I was like, I didn't buy insurance. Like the Airbnb is booked. Like I, I don't know. I booked everything. She's like, shoot. So we basically spent the next couple minutes on the phone going, shoot. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> Somebody's going to have to solve this. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I was like, I just hate that sucks. And she was like, I really liked you. And I was like, I really liked you too. You know, we had this like moment of like, wow. So oh, I wanted to do this. You guys thought it was over. Yeah. Total. 100%. Wow. 100% thought it was over. And it was funny because I had had this feeling before that I was going to be on the show. Not that I was like, I really want to be on this show. Not that I didn't. Right. It was just this other feeling that I was like, 
I'm going to be on the show. It's going to happen. Yeah. Like it just was natural. It just, you know, came from somewhere and I was like, oh, it's weird. I'm going to be on the show. And I'd been interviewed for like Chopped and other things. And I didn't get that feeling. Mm-hmm. And I also wasn't on those shows. Well, so, <laughs> okay. But I did. I was very much like, oh, I'm going to be on the show. So it really confused me. because like, that's so weird that I had that feeling. And like, now I'm not going. That's so weird. Basically, I got the phone with her going, I guess that was fun. Like, yeah. let me know next season or something. Yeah. And they were all bummed. And, and I text um, my boyfriend and I text my mom and my sister. And I was like yeah, it sucks. Like they just said I could be on, like I'd go to the next level, but like Panama. And so my boyfriend being the great guy that he is was like, Hey, like Panama is always going to be there. What are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> like, What are you doing? And I was like, but tickets and like rescheduling. And, and he was like, whatever, like find out how much it is. Like whatever, you know, just if you want to do this, like obviously a year from now, you're not going to be like, damn, I wish I'd gone to Panama that week. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? like, right. I wish I hadn't spent that like 100, 200 bucks or whatever, you know? So I was like, of course, you're a genius. Let me call them. It was not a hard thing to switch. It was like a minimal amount to change the t- the, the day. And it was like easy peasy, like, you know, relevant to like what was going on. So I call, I text her or like email her that. And I was like, listen, wait, I'm going to, I'm going to see if I can do anything. Like hold the spot, you know? And yeah, so that was fine. I ended up like getting to that interview. They liked me. And I want to say I had, I did. I had another interview. <laughs> There's so many interviews. Wow. I had so another interview after process. that. Yeah. Cause they want to like make sure that you hit the marks on your skill level. You hit the marks on your entertainment value, I guess, you know, all that stuff, you know? So, you know, you touched on something so interesting there. Not really related to cakes, but you know, how we are willing to forego things like that just to not pay like late fees or change fees or whatever. Yeah. And, you know, if you just kind of think of it like, hey, would you, are you willing to pay like a couple hundred bucks to be right. <laughs> a star on a, on a TV great. show? Well, actually, yeah. Can I call you back? Like, you know, you guys, remember how I said I'm going to go down? So that's actually, that's an interesting lesson. Yeah. Um, and then one other thing, you mentioned how you had the feeling, I'm going to be on this show. Mm-hmm. Have you had that feeling about anything else ever? Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, I'm trying to pinpoint. I know I've had that feeling before. I get you that. Just kind of in, you know, you just have the intuition that something's going to happen. Something's meant to be. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's just like, it's random throughout my life, but I've had it since I was a kid where it's not like every day I wake up and I'm like, I know exactly what's going to happen. Pop-tart for like, breakfast. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, it's not like that, but there, I definitely have very randomly. It'll just like kind of come from behind and just be like, this is a thing. And I'm like, okay. And I'm always skeptical because I just am a skeptic and I'll be like, sure, we'll see. But for sure, they come out right and they turn out to be true. And maybe it's a, you know, a psychological thing that I'm like helping enable, who knows, but it definitely is like a different feeling from like the average. Any other, any, any other specific times you remember feeling that? Um, hmm. I mean, honestly, I feel, I, when I started the company, and I talked to my roommate and we were both like, oh, I always thought I could do that. That was one of those feelings where like when I had watched that show, I like saw myself doing it, not in their kitchen or anything, but like it was some other part of my brain that was like, that's a thing that you do, you know, you know, so that's kind of funny. And the fact that my roommate brought it up and I didn't, and she was like, I always thought we, I could do that. Like, let's do that. I think a lot of people... I, I'm going to take that back because I feel that too. And I think, I think everybody does. Mm-hmm. I don't think everybody trusts it though. Definitely. 
you know, yeah. like trust that, that weird instinct. We don't understand it, but <laughs> it's real. It's yeah. real. Um, yeah, very I'm just much surprised so. that you didn't feel that about baking a cake for Beyonce, but we can move on. Because <laughs> <laughs> that... My intuition was... Yeah. My skepticism was Oh my God, you held on to the bitter end. This is not happening. This is not happening. Holy shit, I just baked a cake for Beyonce. Either you way. Know, I got to be self-protective at some point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Don't get too excited. Don't get too Don't excited. Don't get too excited. Somebody else in the podcast has said that before. That's <laughs> really? good advice. Yeah. <laughs> Verbatim. Okay, so you have a bunch of interviews. Mm-hmm. And then at what moment are you like, okay, this is actually happening. I'm going to be on TV. Oh my God. It was a great moment. So I, <laughs> I had spoken, the last interview I had was with a guy named Simon, um, who worked with the network and, or he worked with the production company and I was <laughs> random day. I knew that I was going to like, hopefully I'd, even if I wasn't going to be on, I was getting some kind of call. Cause yeah. I was like, just tell me something yeah, after yeah, yeah. all this, you know? And Get it was, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it was coming down to the wire. I think it was two weeks before theoretically I would fly out. And yeah. And so, um, because I still hadn't changed my Panama flight cause I didn't know if I was going or not. Um, my boyfriend had to get his passport done. So we were in that mode. We're like, okay, we're going to Panama. And so we're at Walgreens getting his passport photos done. And I got a call from New York and I was like, Ooh, it's probably somebody who knows what it's about. And it's this guy, Simon. And he's like, hi, Rebecca. It's, I had such a nice time talking to you. Like, blah, 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 blah. You know, I think you're great at what you do. And like, it's wonderful. And he starts giving this tone, like, thank you, but, you know, it's this whole vibe. And I was like, confused. Because again, I was like, that's so weird. Because my gut was so strong that I was going to be on the show. And I like, I'm like, okay. I'm not like personally offended. You know, it's sort of like random, but so weird so he's like yeah so but we did really like you and we really appreciate you going through the interviews I know it's a lot and like thank you for all that and I was like okay and he's like you know you might want to um I forget how he said it something like you might want to um plan what you're doing next but for in two weeks you're going to be flying out to LA or something oh, and I was like damn it totally Ryan he crested you totally did I was like Damn it, Simon. Oh, Don't do man. that to me again. We're not on TV now. Like, <laughs> yeah. what can you just tell me? And he was like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. It's the only fun I get to have. Oh, <laughs> like, that's great. So, yeah, I, like, walked away from my boyfriend in his photos, like, going, oh, okay, I guess. Uh. And then I walked back with this, like, dumb grin on my face. And he was like, oh, my God. I know exactly what you're going to say. Like, you're on it. I know yeah. you're on it. Yeah. So, you get on the show. <laughs> what would you say is the biggest surprise going from behind the scenes to in front of the camera? I mean, surprise, I don't know. Cause I kind of got to see a lot of it. I know that there's a lot that goes on. Like I know that all the cameras, all the people that need to be there for everything to happen. Um, I know that things have to be set up, you know, you have to set the kitchen scene before. Like I knew that part. I think it was the harder transition was like literally being the one who had to be timed to get the stuff done. And finding the ingredients I needed and like remembering where the pans are. And like, you know, you're in this brand new kitchen and you're like running over, you know, wires and stuff, trying to like get, you know, get your ingredients and stuff. Um, so I don't know if I was necessarily surprised, um, more so just, it was a very different experience having to like be quote unquote, the talent, you know, what they call you, the talent. Um, and just, being timed and <laughs> doing all the things that we had to do. Yeah. yeah. So the, so that was the, the biggest change for you in your big experience was having that like clock ticking. Yeah. Like I'm definitely, I work on a tight schedule and I've always, 
um, been pretty efficient, but when it comes down to like a different kitchen, a different setting and a camera guy in your face, you're never quite ready for that. And like, you could tell some of the seasoned veterans that have done competitions because they had a little more ease. Like the, especially the first couple challenges, I was just like trying to politely answer questions for them. You know, like they ask you questions while you're working, like, what are you doing here? So that they can show you talking about what you're doing. Obviously I knew that I'm totally happy to do that. I love talking about the science of it or what I'm doing or why. Um, but there were definitely moments where I'm like, don't talk to me Yeah, <laughs> yeah. or politely being like, yeah. mm-hmm, okay, I have to run away from you now. <laughs> right. So yeah, not only do you have to complete this challenge, yeah. which is difficult, but yeah. you have to be on TV and yeah. be presentable and, uh-huh. and, you know, and give a show. So, you know, I'm so curious about that frenzy. Like, are you like, does time slow down? Like, or <gasps> It you must so have a, a million, it goes so fast. It you must have a million thoughts. Yeah. In a well, yeah, it's funny. Like just talking about the being on t- like the TV part of it. So you have this, everybody has a dedicated camera guy. You know, you've got somebody with a camera in your face at all times, just in case something crazy happens. Like, Ooh, hopefully you burn something. Like let's hope something crazy happens or you're just doing a cool technique and they want to have everything. On camera. So you have your own camera guy. And there are moments when they're like, this is so funny to say, but they're like changing their battery on their camera. And it's like this few seconds of relief. It's like an oasis in a desert. You're like, your brain just like part of it is like back functioning again. Like you don't realize like part of your brain is just aware of the camera and like your people and people talking to you and whatever. And then like when they disappear for a second, you're like, <laughs> like it's just this moment of clarity. You're like, I feel like I'm focused on what I'm doing right now. <laughs> you know? Did you find that it got easier as you completed more challenges? Yeah, it definitely became like less of um, a nervous, I don't know what's happening or like, you know, trying to just focus on like, you know what you're doing, do the thing, you know, like you, you have to focus. Like, I had to focus very hard on that to like stay calm and stay like efficient. It was like, just do the thing that you know how to do, you know, do what you know best. Um, but eventually it became more like, okay, we're going to work today. You yeah, know, like this is yeah. what I do for work now. Time to go do all this crazy stuff <laughs> yeah. in 30 minutes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay. So do you think that you would, uh, would that you would be on TV again and, and do a similar challenge type show? I think show? I would. Yeah. I think if it was similar, um, I'm not really into the ones that are all drama. Um, I like more of the, like focused on the skill set. but yeah, if there's, if there's a show like that with a technical, you know, a technical focus, I would. Yeah, I think I, I think I got my confidence in the TV world. That's cool. <laughs> yeah, bit, so yeah. so you know, you mentioned how you want you wanted to use this as a growing opportunity, you know, to get more comfortable on camera. Do you feel more comfortable now? I do. I really do. It's funny. I hadn't thought of this the first time. I've actually thought about whether or not that worked. I guess, um, but yeah, because beyond that, I mean, you have to get comfortable, or else you're just there in a weird space and there's cameras on you. So you have to just start to like, let your guard down and just be like, "Mm." (laughs) there's no, there's no choice. I'm going to be filmed and mic'd no matter what I do. Um, so yeah, you, I found, I definitely found my comfort zone there. Like I found a way to like settle in and get comfortable there. And, um, and you're mic'd all the time too. So like you, it's like really kind of, you get ingrained that you're just like, somebody's listening or watching, you know, like this is just part of it. And then afterwards doing like interviews like this and stuff, it just, it like sort of reinstates it a little bit of just being more comfortable, um, in some kind of broadcasting way, you know, have you, uh, do you have any sort of relationship with your fellow contestants now? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I made some friends. We were actually, most of us were like pretty friendly. Um, 
everybody got along pretty well. <laughs> and um, some of us keep in touch like on a regular basis. Um, and some, I think are, like there's some people that didn't went there not to not make friends, but aren't really interested in like keeping long, right. long-term friendships. I mean, if I like went to any of their bakeries or restaurants, they would be there with open arms. Like absolutely. Everybody was very cool. Um, for sure. Yeah. It was a great group. It really was. Yeah. You laughed a little bit when you said that everyone got along. <laughs> so there was a strong personality or two that um, rubbed some people the wrong way. In the end, it was like nobody had bad intentions and everybody was like nice. But there were definitely some moments of like, oh, that one. Yeah. You know, I like, mean, you have that, you're going to have that, you know, in the office, <laughs> yeah. in the conference room. It's everybody sure. has that. So. For sure. <laughs> That's cool. Um, other than just words of encouragement, if you could send a message to your past self at any point, you know, whether it's at Tyler, at the Art Institute, anywhere. Would you? And if so, what would you say? Ooh, that's good. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I would, I would definitely, I mean, maybe it's on the lines of encouragement, but I would definitely say to myself, um, like, don't hold back. Because in my same principle of like going on TV, because it made me nervous, like same idea then, cause I'm sure there were moments that I probably missed by like being shy or like holding back a little bit or not wanting to make somebody uncomfortable or, you know, like whatever. I think I, I gained a ton of knowledge and experience and whatever in that time. But I bet you there were big moments that I could have also had if I was like not worried about that stuff. You know what I mean? What do you think is the biggest challenge facing Philadelphia today? Um, well, I'm like very involved in the food part. That's like a big focus for me. So it's exciting because there are so many great places for food, you know, whether it's restaurants or bakeries or what have you, um, food carts, things like that. Um, but the challenge is that there's so much of that. It's like saturated. Um, and I think it's sort of, it's confusing the market a bit here and there. It also becomes, so another aspect of the food thing is, um, which I think is nationwide, is the, the the interest in the culinary world. So people are getting culinary degrees to be in the world, in this culinary world, um, because they see everybody on TV and they want to be a TV star or they want to be a TV, you know, five-star chef or whatever. And I mean, I'm like the, the worst person to be saying this because I kind of did all the wrong yeah, things, yeah. you know, like change my career later yeah. just to do this. And I come out of school and I need to make money because I'm at right. this point in my life. And um, but it is a huge risk. And I think people go into culinary school thinking when I come out, I'll be making these figures and I'll be doing this thing. And really, you have to most of the time work your way through that. And it's um, it's a little bit of a shock to a lot of people. And I think kind of like throws them off and it's they expect a lot and then people have a hard time hiring the right people because these these guys don't have the same experience but they want more money you know it's like it's like a really tricky thing that's sort of contorted the food industry for sure what is the most encouraging thing you see in philadelphia today uh community i mean people here although we there's like definitely a some butting heads in this sure. in this city there's everybody slightly aggressive Say the least. yeah you know <laughs> It's brotherly love, you know, we yeah. fight <laughs> constantly, yeah. like literally everybody fights with everybody. But at the same time, like 
you find your niche, like where whatever neighborhood you live in, you could easily have like a core group of community people that are all very supportive. Like that's very, I guess, East Coast of us to be like, you're my people, I got you. You know, it's not like everybody's friendly with everybody, but if it's like, if you're with me, like we're good, you know? If you head over to podphillywho.com forward slash Becca, you'll see a picture of the famous Beyonce cake and the even more famous High School Musical cake. If you like the show, be sure to subscribe and rate us on iTunes. If you have ideas for who would make a great guest or just overall feedback, hit us up on Twitter and Instagram at podphillywho. Music by Lee Rosevere. Podcast artwork by Lauren Carhart. For Philly Who, my name is Kevin Schmidlin. See you next week.